Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Phoenix, Arizona, it's time for Phoenix Business Radio, spotlighting the city's best businesses and the people who lead them. Hello and welcome to Phoenix Business Radio, broadcasting live from the Max 6 Entrepreneurial Center right here in Tempe, Arizona, where we help build businesses and connect you with the right people. These are the right people sitting here with me today, for sure. We are uh, excited to introduce you to the team at Renew Infusions. Without further ado, let me introduce our crew. We have Erica Gentile. Good morning. Did I do that right? Gentilly. Gentilly. Okay. I knew I said. I go by multiple versions. Gentilly. Erica, CFO for Renew Infusions. Welcome. Happy to have you here. You. We also have Cami Witz, who is the RN and owner. Welcome. Thank you. Glad to be here. And Melissa German, COO. Welcome. Thank you. And marketing guru, too. Yes, I am. <laughs> Playing play both roles. I know yes. with any startup, you wear multiple, multiple, multiple hats. Uh, so let's talk about... Uh, first of all, what is or who is Renew Infusions? And I would love to hear the backstory and all that good stuff. So who would like to kick it off for us? I'll do it. I've been a nurse for over 20 years and a lot of it was in ER. And so I ran into my fair share of patients suffering from mental illness. And I felt like the opportunities that we had to give them for resources were kind of slim to none. It was always very frustrating for me, and I had a big passion for it. I have um, family members that have suffered from mental illnesses and challenges. So Melissa and I were, I think, talking one day, and I was telling her I just was kind of tired of um, corporate America and um, working for a large company and really had this desire to own my own business. And we were like, maybe wellness, you know, maybe something. And Infusions kind of came about with a, a family member of mine that was um, having some struggles with PTSD. And came, I came across ketamine infusions as an option for her. Um, and I was very familiar with the, with ketamine infusions because we gave them to kids all the time in the ER to, you know, to sedate them for a short period of time. So I'm like, well, I know it's safe for kids. And so I started doing my homework and it ultimately saved her life at the time and made her feel a whole lot better. And then I'm like, Hey Melissa, instead of instead of us just doing like a wellness spa, can we do this? And will you help me with it? Because there's stuff I know I'm terrible at. And then I'm like, Hey Erica, can you help with a business plan? Can you do the, the other stuff I'm terrible at? So um, I picked my two uh, strongest ladies that that do amazing things that I can't do, and uh, we did it all together. So it's amazing. been about three. I think we're going on three years mm-hmm. now. Yeah, three years with the business having been opened, but but how long before that did it take to kind of bring it all to fruition? It was actually a six-month startup. Wow, not, yeah. that's not long We at kind all. of just all started living together. It seemed like it was like <laughs> we were just going over to each other's houses. You know, you do this, you do that, I'll do this. And just meeting and and putting together business plans and how do we market? How do we fund? How do yeah. how do where do you find a place? You know, and it just it just was kind of like a perfect storm of great things that happened that just kind of aligned, um, you know, and then it just worked out. <laughs> Heads down for six months and then bam, we were open it. for business. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah. And so. When you talk about your ER experience, I um, had an ER experience with a a loved one. I've had a handful around mental health. And I remember uh, with one kiddo, went, did all the vitals, did an EKG to make sure it wasn't something physical. And then when it came down for the conversation around, you know, do you have suicidal ideation and, and what kind of help do you need? The kiddo didn't really know. He was a teenager. Uh, I was there to support. And 
literally all we got was a packet, which was about 15 pages along mm-hmm. of local resources. I, I was beside myself. I, I could have found that on the internet mm-hmm. <laughs> and it gave us zero guidance. Mm-hmm. I was really uh, frustrated by that experience. And I don't know if that's similar to what, um. what you've seen. I, I, and then to try to find mental health uh, professionals beyond that for not only this kiddo, but several people in my life. It's been, it's been challenging. It's, I, I know we've talked about this before. It's why I went on to become a trauma guide myself because we need more resources. I remember reading your bio and your information about your company. There is such a deficit in this area. So I'm pleased to hear what you're doing and doing it here local. And I, I can't wait to get over there and, and get to know the staff and people more. Yeah. And I would say not only is there a deficit, but there's a stigma that comes along with it. And that's one thing that, you know, we're we're passionate about trying to break through is getting rid of the stigma of, you know, mental health, because historically you have this vision of mental health and, you know, the, the person's a complete train wreck. But I mean, you're walking past people on the street and in the grocery store who um, you don't know it because you can't physically see mental health, right? Mental health that comes in all different forms and faces. And um, and I think part of why there's historically been that lack of resources for those who are suffering with it is because there's been that stigma, mm-hmm. right? And people don't want to address it and don't want to bring it up and um, don't want to admit to it. I mean, there's certain professions that when you um, admit you have a mental health challenge, you risk losing your job. Um, and so that's one of the things that we'd like to help break through is getting rid of that stigma and seeing it as, you know, mental health challenges really are no issue, no bigger of an issue or different of an issue than, you know, somebody who's suffering with other medical conditions, whether it's allergies or, you know, diabetes or something yep. like that. It's just a different type of health issue. And we wouldn't ignore diabetes. We might ignore allergies, but if they're, se- <laughs> if they're severe, yeah. we wouldn't. But we wouldn't ignore diabetes. You, you have no choice mm-hmm. but to deal with it. And same thing with any other ailment or disease or situation. So why do we continue to make this so taboo right. when it's, it's prevalent? Yeah, for sure. I was going to say about kind of to tag on about the stigma part, one of the things that we hit really early on and was very apparent was we were going to have to do a lot of education because when you hear the word ketamine, you kind of, mm-hmm. you get some interesting looks from even providers. You know, when we first started, we were like, we're, we will partner with other um, psychiatric offices, primary care offices. And they're like, you know, they had not even heard of it as an option. Like it's a, it's a you know, anesthetic medication, right? And, and, and it has been a drug of abuse in the past. So they te- it has a huge stigma just attached to that alone. And so the challenge for us has been to educate our community and say, no, this is a really safe and viable option for people that are suffering from uh, PTSD, depression, anxiety, suicidal ideation, obsessive compulsive disorder, and it go- chronic pain. It goes on and on. But then for the first thing, like, so maybe they're desperate and wanting to reach out to us, but then we have, they've had family members saying, you know, well, I saw on the internet or, you know, I remember in high school or, you know, some, that whole stigma attached to it. So there's been a, a ton of education, but we've, we have seen a really beautiful shift in it. And I think, I think, COVID, I think we can thank COVID for that. And in a way we use that opportunity to educate people during that time when they were coming to our office and we were doing supportive care at that time and people were suffering obviously at that time. So we, we really um, use that to empower people and say, here's some good resources. Here's some really good data about how it's saving people's lives, how people are 
could be suicidal. And like you said, going to the ER is the most, can be a traumatic experience for anybody, right? Let alone if you're in that space where you really feel not comfortable inside your own head. And to, yeah, and to be kind of um, stigmatized even by maybe the staff, right? And they're like, I don't know what to do with you. And I mean, I would have patients that would uh, be sitting in, you know, I'd be we'd be watching and sitting for two days and all we had was, you know, Ativan or something to give them and just wait until they all of a sudden said they felt better and that, and yeah, or send them somewhere else. It was, it was, it was so frustrating to see that we were making the problem worse. And, And so what we wanted to create was something that was like, well, if, if you could avoid that hospital stay, that psychiatric hospital stay, if you could empower the patient and the families to be like, this This might be a way to get you through that that really tough slump so that you can see things from a new perspective, then maybe we've got something here. And it, it's it's been quite a remarkable experience that I'm so grateful that we we just get to see patients telling us what, what they've experienced. And yeah, so can- we don't want to be, you know, just putting a Band-Aid on the problem, right? We want to work with our patients and help them try to manage it going forward. That's why part of our long-term vision is, you know, right now, you know, we started out with ketamine infusions, added in vitamin infusions because that's part of the wellness. But our long-term, we want to be like a wellness community, right? If, If their brain needs that ketamine to get their neuroreceptors working functionally so that they can put their, wrap their mind around the self-care and stuff that will help um, prevent or mitigate, you know, getting to that point again, then by all means. But we also want to be able to, to provide some of the other ongoing stuff, um, which is partly why we recently rebranded. Um, we're now uh, named Re- Renew Wellness um, because we wanted it to have a brand that fully captured everything that we want to do. One of the things that I'm personally passionate about is the nutrition aspect of it. Um, and we had uh, an employee of mine from another business who uh, just graduated with her degree in nutrition, do an internship with us where she helped do a little bit of the research because there's such um, a connection between the gut and the brain <sighs> and what we're consuming and you know the stuff that the food industry is pumping into us these days. It's actually damaging our, neuro, our, our happy hormones in our gut that then affects our brain and our mental health. And so, um, you know, long-term we say ourselves offering, you know, nutritional guidance and other type of things that is really wellness as a whole so that, you know, we can we can utilize ketamine when necessary mm-hmm. to get their brain functioning to where they can they can grasp self-care and then start working with them on, okay, how do we keep you, you know, within this realm and within this happy spot? You know, let's look at nutrition. Let's look at, you know, are you getting enough sun? Are you, you know, having activity? What are you doing to, to create those happy hormones in, in your world naturally? I love the idea of a community. Mm-hmm. It, and you've been open since 2019. Mm-hmm. Perfect yeah. time. I would imagine that at the time when everything kind of started to shut down shortly after that, that yes. you were thinking, oh, dear Lord. However, yeah. <laughs> as you kind of alluded to, it was really the perfect time because more people were starting to have to be faced with, who am I <laughs> when I uh, when I'm faced with crisis? Yeah, yeah, and it was it was some interesting decisions we had to make. We've all, we've partnered with an, an amazing partner that we have. Our medical director, Ginny Arava, she owns East Valley Serenity Health, so she is like one of our. Uh, she owns her own business inside ours, and we all just 
kind of the idea was, well, she'll be a medical director until I um, complete my psychiatric nurse practitioner. What you're working on. Yeah, getting close. <laughs> so close. I, th- I should start counting the days, but I, I think we're at like nine months or something. But she's been an amazing um, partner in crime with us, you know, where uh, during the COVID, we had just started to feel like we were lifting off when COVID was shutting down. And so then there was like this silence, but we were like, hey, you know, Ginny and I were like, well, we're ER nurses, right? And people were asking us, where do we get tested? Where do, what do we do? Mm-hmm. We're sick. You know, the they, no one wanted to go to the hospital if they didn't have to. So we did a lot of supportive care at the time. And like I said, we, we used that as a way to be like, hey, this is who we are. This is what we all believe in. And so people got to know us from, from that. And we got to know people. We got to know what our community needed. And that's kind of where the evolution of what we were creating was, was like, hey, there's more to this, right? Like, even though I'm, everyone makes fun of me that I'm so passionate about ketamine that they're like, oh my gosh, she never stops talking about it. But (laughs) that that we, but we have um, evolved so much from that. Like, like Erica said, and there's been so many ideas that the three of us have come up with, like, well, can, can we do this? Would this make it better? Can we, can we not miss the boat on like, looking at that whole picture of the mind and body and and what we can do to really support somebody so they can find their inner strength and really uh, be able to put the work in and 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 enjoy their life. So I don't know a lot about ketamine. I, in fact, it's kind of a new word for me the last, I don't know, maybe a year and a half, but you've alluded to it. It's been around for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And it was actually a, a, um, a drug of choice for some folks? Yeah, so it was actually um, FDA approved around 1970 as an anesthetic drug. So it's used a lot in surgery, was used a lot in surgery. Um, but what they they kind of discovered early on with adults was um, when they were waking up, they were acting funny, right? Uh-huh. So so then they're like, oh, but kids, it didn't seem to bother them, right? Because kids are a little magical. Things don't. So they put it together rather quickly that mm, it's, you know, there's something to this. So there was a lot of research during like the um, the 60s, you know, in the Nixon administration all around um, psychedelics. There was some really good stuff at the time, but the problem was that it kind of got out where it wasn't supposed to outside of the lab. So then all sorts of stuff happened that was not appropriate. And then instead of them continuing it in a safe area, it just kind of got pushed to the wayside. So the kind of talk now is that we're in the third wave of of education, right? Let's do it right this yep. time. Like this is something that we got to get rid of the stigma and work on where can it be delivered safely, where people feel safe, where they are medically being observed, where they're being prepared for it. It's not like something you just walk in, hey, can I have a ketamine infusion and go home and not have to, it's that does not how it works. What, what do, how does it work? What is the opposite of that then? So usually patients are being sent by their psychiatric provider or maybe their primary care or maybe just themselves or a family member that's like, I'm really concerned about this person. Mm-hmm. So if they come in and they don't have a psychiatric provider already, then we have some with us where they do a complete, you know, physical and mental health evaluation. Like what's going on? What's your medical history? What's your family's history? Very detailed stuff to see what's what's going on. And then if they don't have any type of medical problems that would, would make it a, a contraindication for ketamine, then we discuss all of the options. The ketamine option, um, the Spravato, which is the FDA-approved version of ketamine in a nasal spray mm-hmm. that's covered by insurance. So mm-hmm. we have that option as well. We were actually one of, I think we were the first, I know we were the first in Gilbert. I, I think we we're the first in Arizona to offer that. And we've been the largest treatment center for the FDA-approved version of ketamine ketamine, which is bravado. 
And so, and then we um, collaborate with the patient's um, existing provider if they have one. If they don't, we will um, give them the option of staying with our psychiatric providers, with some of our um, community partners. We have a lot of uh, therapists and other providers in the community that are that specialize in certain things. And so we refer them to, to those services and then get them through their infusions or their spravato, all of their wellness needs, lab work, hormones, you know, again, that whole full, that whole full picture. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious, Melissa, Melissa, right? Yes. yes. I'm curious when Cammie came to you and said, hey, I'm thinking about this idea. <laughs> what was the first reaction? Oh, oh no. What? Yeah. Here what, she goes. First of all, it's like, what is ketamine? <laughs> right. Well, we just so, define that. Yes. So she actually um, filled me in on that. And I said, wow, sure. You know, I was in real estate at the time. I've been a real estate agent, uh, had my own business for years, um, about 17 years now. So I started to do it and it was just a part-time thing. I was like, okay, well, I'll help you with the operations part, the marketing, because I had done marketing before for real estate. And I started doing it and I started to see the difference mm. that it made. And let me just tell you, <laughs> the rewarding part of the job is mm-hmm. way more than what it was in real estate. I mean, real estate, I do have, it's pretty rewarding. You know, I get to help sure. families find homes. Their and biggest purchase. It is, yeah. And and it was always rewarding. But man, I got to tell you, this last three years, the things that I have seen are truly amazing. Patients coming in suicidal, you know, having a ketamine infusion and leaving non-suicidal is like... Yeah. It's it's an amazing literally life changing. It is, yeah. Is it something that people would do more than once likely, or is it sometimes a one-time thing? It can be a one-time thing. The studies show that that's more of a short-term thing. So the protocol now that a lot of us across the country have decided on, right, is that there's a what we call an induction series of six of them. The goal is to get about six of them in, in about a three to four week time frame that's kind of tapered mm-hmm. based on a lot of different factors. But then it's not a one-size-fits-most, right? The Ways sure. that one person will deal with it, and another is, and then what they're, what's going on with their brain? If they're bipolar, if they have PTSD, if they have anxiety, all, all those things that add to it, the more they may need. Or trauma is a big one. Some people, like I tell them, the six infusions over that time frame came from, you know, set Yale studies and and places all over, you know, the National Institute of Mental Health. But in the real world, depending on what all the factors are going on in their brain, but. The essentially what we explain to patients is that it's actually causing like a, a massive reset in your brain. It's like brain fertilizer. So even though the, the ketamine comes and goes really quickly, it's kind of causing this like cascade of brain fertilizer, mm-hmm. right? So that your neurotransmitters can communicate better. So it can lift that mood. It can make those negative thought loops kind of just get out of the way so that they can and see things differently. And like Melissa said, I mean, we've I we have so many amazing stories. We have a really cool wall of hope, and people are just like, I don't know. I just I I see things differently, or something that was traumatic. Like we explained, we're not removing your memories, right? We can't do that. Yeah. You know, they are who you. They're a part of you. They're not, but they're not who you are. So it's a way to um, what what has been kind of the common theme is will be like, you can put those traumatic feelings and thoughts on a shelf or in a locked box in your mind, wherever you want to put it, you get to, you kind of get to decide and go inside your own mind and figure out what to do with it. But um, with guidance now, and we have some professionals that will help patients through the infusions, they can talk through it so that they, if they felt stuck and 
It's like they know all the advice they've been given by therapists and things, right? But they, they, you know, physically and mentally couldn't mm-hmm. apply what was being told, what they were being taught. Now they can because they, the, the ketamine allows their mind to kind of open to some new possibilities and kind of get rid of some of the, the ego that you've built over your life and you can kind of re-blossom and, to, and see things from a new perspective. It sounds like it's so uh, on such a much faster pace than the therapies that I've been involved in. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember years ago when my two were very, my oldest two, or now they're in the late 20s, were really young, having postpartum depression. And yeah. I was in counseling every week for, I want to say, two years. And I'm grateful for the counselor and for mm-hmm. those experiences. Yet, wow, wouldn't that have been potentially quite more effective and certainly a lot faster <laughs> than than what I had gone through. And I'm not quite sure that we ever even really got to the root of some of the, the challenges because they've, with other traumatic experiences and some of the crisis that I've experienced as of late, it all came back again. I wondered I wonder if something like ketamine therapy would have helped me have a little bit stronger, more stability going Absolutely. through those experiences. Yeah, I kind of say it's like helping you to build resilience. Mm-hmm. And, and or the analogy I use with a lot of patients is like, for obvious reasons, if you've had a traumatic event or events, right? Or just have organic depression that you just were given, right? Mm-hmm. Or severe anxiety. Sometimes those defense mechanisms that are built in are like, no matter how bad you want to feel better, you you and you try, no matter what, what all your intentions are, you might still struggle. But ketamine opens like new doors and windows in your mind is the way I kind of describe oh, yes. it. Like yeah. parts that you just really didn't even have an idea that you had access to. Mm-hmm. Because it's not, it's it's not, and it's not a magic bullet, right? It's a matter of like people being like, oh, I I knew that. It was just, it was in there somewhere, yep. you know, um, and they're, they're kind of figuring it out on their own or with our guidance and help or with our... Um, are professionals that are, you know, trained in assisting people through these journeys where they're just like, I don't know, I just think, see it differently. Or they're seeing things now that they never saw. Trees that look like trees now with, with leaves on them. They're not big gray blobs or, you know, yeah. we've had some amazing analogies of people saying they felt like they, one woman, I, I just love it. She said, I used to feel like I was on a, a little floaty in the middle of the ocean, like one of those really sad little tiny floaties in in the middle of an ocean. And she's like, now I feel like I have like a boat, Mm. you know, like I can manage whatever's coming my way, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. Tell me about insurance. Is this covered by insurance or does it depend on the insurance? How does insurance play a role in here? (laughs) It really, as far as the ketamine goes, those are not those infusions are not covered by insurance, but we do have this bravado that is covered by insurance. The nasal spray. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And we are contracted with many insurance companies. So we are now doing, like she said, we have psychiatric nurse practitioners. We're doing um, full mental health evaluations and coming up with other options as well that is good for the patient to yeah. do. Like she was saying, overall wellness is is our goal. Yeah, and actually what we've heard um what the shift that we are seeing cuz we're so we are very frustrated of course that the, that this are not covered by insurances, right? So it doesn't leave it open to the masses. Where Spravato came in, we were grateful, right? So if somebody has commercial insurance and has, you know, they have this option now that can be way less out of pocket for them. But what we have started to see a shift though in insurance companies that we're kind of excited about is I think they're starting to figure it out. They're like, "Well, if if, you know, they're doing this bravado, 
and they're seeing some of these stories, right? And they're seeing all of this data coming out that if we give the patients a super bill, we like we just got one the other day mm-hmm. where the, the patient was so grateful. They're like, oh my gosh, my insurance company gave me back all of the the money that they had put forward. Mm-hmm. So they were able to be reimbursed. So it's definitely not there yet. And we tell patients that, but we're like, we will provide you with this information. We'll give your insurance company all of the the documentation to support that it was the right decision for you, mm-hmm. that, you know, that it really did change your life, um, that it was a life-saving measure. And we're, we're making headway. Nowhere near where we need to be, but we are getting there. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like you've alluded to a couple of times that there's a, uh, not necessarily a collaborative, but more providers nationwide that are having conversations and trying to elevate and educate, mm-hmm. which is nice because you're not, you're not doing this alone. <laughs> no, we actually go to conferences every year. Um, we're going... Um, in a couple of weeks, actually, to Austin, Texas, because there's a, a annual um, association of ketamine practitioners that we meet with every year across the country and the globe. Actually, people come from all different parts of the world to come to this infusion to this uh, conference where we talk about best practices, um, policies around it, procedures around it, safety measures, you know, everything, and share ideas and and best practices too. Nice. What other services do you offer? We talked about the the ketamine infusions. We talked about Spravato. We talked a little bit around the nutrition. And um, have we talked yet about the IV vitamins? Is that part of what you offer as well? Yeah, so we do. Yeah, we do IV vitamins. Um, We do NAD, um, which is um, a great one and pretty popular. And then we also do a couple other things like phosphatidylcholine. We've done quite a few different infusions. What is that? That's, that's, she's the clinical one. So she's <laughs> right, we all look at her. What that. is that? Yeah. And then we all go. Yes, exactly. It's, it's a really cool infusion that can kind of like break up the fat in your, in your bloodstream. It's like mm-hmm. the best way to say it. Like we've had some patients with Parkinson's that it does some cool stuff with, or like the NAD infusions are kind of like known as like the master detoxifiers. It's the active form of niacin. So um, people just love how they feel where they just feel like, if you just feel like, Ugh, you know, like maybe you were sick or you've been having to take some kind of medication, you just feel a little toxic. It's just a way of detoxing your liver and your cells and kind of building them new from the in, the innermost layer out. Mm-hmm. And so people will describe them them feeling much better. Or it's actually used in addiction to help people get through uh, withdrawal symptoms from, say, heroin and things so that they if they don't have the withdrawal symptoms, then they're less likely to relapse. So imagine what it can do for the average kind of healthy individual, right? Where you can just just feel more cognitively aware, more on your game, more focus, more energy, um, better metabolism, you know, things like that. We also do genetic testing, something I wanted to make sure I shared because I, I find that's important. You know, I think it, it's pretty obvious where where we are with mental illness and what we're what everyone's suffering from. Uh, you know, most people are on some kind of antidepressant. And if you ask any of them, they're like, yeah, well, I've been taking it. And does it help you? I don't know. I'm not sure. But when I try to get off of it, I feel sick. And you know, that whole, yeah. I'm sure you've heard it a million times. And so this is the best technology that we know that we all, that that our country has right now, where it's just a cheek swab. A lot of insurances cover um, a good majority of it and it will give us a picture. It's again, it's not this straightforward, you know, that's the end all be all, but it will give the practitioner and the patient some guidance like, oh, maybe Zoloft, your body doesn't like it but it may be this person's body does, right? How do you break it down? So if you break it down correctly, you can use it right, right? Mm-hmm. But if you if it just builds up and, and you're, you know, you're a, a ultra rapid metabolizer or a poor metabolizer, you can see how that would 
affect you uh, different than me if I took the same medication you were taking. So it's kind of like a in, the only indoor picture we have, right, of inside that person's body that will it, will or will it not work. So it's gene site testing that we do at the hmm. office. And then wellness labs. Is we have our own lab within the office. So really? when people see our um, primary care practitioners or our psychiatric providers, they are given the option of like, can we look at the whole picture? Check um, not just your basic, I call them boring labs, you know, like your CBC and the stuff that you get from your regular doctor every year. We have all of that, but we do hormones and vitamin levels and cardiac stuff. I mean, you name it, it's all I'm in there. A, Allergies. I was looking up earlier. I'm I'm with United Health, mm-hmm. and I looked up. Is it Gina? Or Jenny, 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 yes. Mm-hmm. I, and so she is listed on United Healthcare. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're speaking my language because I have. I need to make sure my hormones are mm-hmm. where they need to be. Mm-hmm. I had a total hysterectomy years ago, and I'm just doing some natural supplements. But things are starting to shift for me, so I need to establish a new PCP. Mm-hmm. So I, <laughs> I'm yes. ecstatic. She's very popular. Everyone loves her. She's yeah. great at what she does. And and again, it's it's a uh, for me what I'm hearing for. It sounds like a one-stop opportunity to come and say, "These, this is how and when I feel great. This is where I'm, I'm not sure. Nutritionally, hormonally, mm-hmm. everything. Mentally, this is an opportunity to, be, to have a support team to get me where I need to be. Yes. And when we can get a large enough facility, we'll also throw in some physically stuff like yoga mm-hmm. and meditation. Yes. That's our goal. <laughs> yes. Okay. That's part of the wellness community. Yes. That's part of our long-term vision. For sure. Wow. I'm ecstatic. Tell me, uh, so we, about ADH, uh, ADHD treatments, is we, have we talked about that both for adult and children? Yeah. Yeah. So we just branched out into that not too long ago. We have an amazing um, psychiatric nurse practitioner that has a lot of experience with kids. And there, again, is a need there where uh-huh. you can see on Facebook every day where someone's like, I've waiting for months to get in to see a provider. Oh, so we've yeah. been trying to build kind of like certain, you know, clinic days that are around the provider that can really focus on our ADHD kids or adults too, right? A lot of adults have gone through their whole life being told that they're, you know, that they're anxious or that they just, you know, can't hold down a job or that, you know, whatever. And it really has stemmed down to being the ADHD is Executive kind of the main function. source. Yep. And if you can take care of that, you can get rid of the anxiety. You can't, you can be productive, you know? Um, so that whole working around that stigma around that. But yeah, we see, um, we see kids, you know, as, as little as needed all the way, all mm-hmm. the way up for any kind of ADHD treatment. Again, that gene site testing coming in because these kiddos are, you know, they're new, right? We don't want to just throw medications at them and go, let's try 15 of them yes. until we find what works. Mm-hmm. Yes. Why do that? That's how it's been done for it years. Is, yeah. yeah. And so, and, and meanwhile, for those, whatever, six weeks that they're in between the mm-hmm. doctor's appointments, either tanking or, or, I mean, the the vast experiences that people have until they find the right mm-hmm. dosage and the right medication, yeah. the, the cheek swab could certainly yeah. accelerate so the success. They get to know maybe, okay, that this one might be a good start. Plus, there's also supplements that we have really grown to to really educate ourselves on so that we can educate our patients. And, you know, maybe you're, maybe you've already tried some or you've tried some for your kid and you feel like it, it's not the right choice for them, you know, so we have a lot of great supplement options as well for people where they can try that route first and see if that's something that works for them Mm -hmm. as well to support them there. 
I don't know what other questions to ask. I just want to go. And I know you you said to me when we first spoke on the phone, just come and see us. And I'm like, well, you come see me first. Yeah. You'll love it. So thank you yeah. for that. And now I'm, I'm for sure coming. Had planned to do that anyway. Can you talk a little bit about your facility? What do you love about it? And, and what does it feel like for those of us for, you know, first-time experiences? Yeah, it feels like home. Um, that's probably the one thing that our patients tell us all the time. Um, when we started the business, um, our goal was to not make it feel like another psychiatrist's office or, um, you know, medical. We want it to feel more like home. Each of our infusion rooms have their their dark dim lights. We have TVs in each room with relaxing um, music playing, videos of different places, you know, traveling places. And we have headphones in each room for the patients. We have blankets. I mean, it's just... Comfy. Yes. And that's what they tell us. They yeah, if it wasn't very for homey. the medical equipment, you would think mm-hmm. it's almost like a spa, like you're going there mm-hmm. to get a facial or a massage or something mm-hmm. um, because of the tranquil feel that they've designed it with. Mm-hmm. And you're located in Gilbert. Mm-hmm. And what's the crossroads? We're just off the 60 freeway in between Val Vista and Greenfield. Are you happy the 60 opened back up again? Oh, yes, I know. <laughs> I, I was always coming today. I did drop my son off for wrestling practice now that it's summer, but I came a different way and I was happy to see the 60 was yeah. back open. <laughs> So how can we help spread the word when you look at growing and you talk about the yoga room eventually and and meditation, which by the way, I'd love to be part of that with you. Who else do you need to connect with? How can we spread the word? We talked about the education piece. When you, you know, sit in your, your, your meetings and your brainstorming, how can we help put the word out about what you're doing and who do you need to get in front of to, to grow? I would, the thing I'm thinking um, that we've tried to do and I think has worked well, but we're, is if providers are, you know, hearing this, right? Maybe they're hearing your show or they've watched something on the news that mentioned ketamine or spravato, right? But they're like, they don't know enough to feel comfortable to just send people. We always tell providers, we, um, instead of just, you know, we have a referral form if they want to go that route, but if they really want to be kind of invested in what they're sending their patient to and they really want to do collaborative care that we are all about it. So they can call us, set up a time and and just do like a quick walkthrough of our facility to kind of see how's the process, you know, coming up on, is it June 1st? Like that we're we're having an open house Mm -hmm. um, for providers only where they can come and see. So like say your primary care office, right? Where they're equally frustrated as you and I about the lack of mental health care and wanting to know what, what do I do when my patient is severely depressed and I, don't know if they have six to nine, 10 weeks to, yeah. you know, before something kicks in, they can come to our open house and, and check it out and see the the referral process. And that we'll, you know, give you back your patient. We'll tell you what, how they're doing with their, um, we do assessment scores, so like how their depression was, how bad their depression was at the beginning and how it nicely went down during the treatments um, and sharing the notes and things like that. So we're all about, I think that's the biggest thing that we're trying to find is how do we get how do we get out the word out about more collaborative efforts that mm-hmm. to, to make this be a kind of a community um, approach and a community vision? I love it. Who else collaboratively? I'm, I would even think loved ones. Yeah. Right. Yes. Because of the thing to remember with mental health is it doesn't affect just the patient it affects everybody in their world. Mm-hmm. Right. If you've ever you know, had somebody that you love that was part of your close circle going through something, you know, it affects your life too. Yep. And so, you know, not just practitioners that can come tour it, you know, people who have loved ones that are experiencing it, you know, come tour it first, right? And then bring, try to get the person to come in. Um, And the nice part, because we are a wellness community, 
and we've had this before where patients will come in for a vitamin IV mm-hmm. um, and really they were coming in to feel it out for the mental health treatment. Yep. Um, but they were able to make it look like they were coming in for the vitamin stuff so that, you know, they didn't have to face the stigma um, of telling other people that they're coming in there for mental health treatment. And there's a lot of points of points of entry is what you're mm-hmm. describing, right? Yeah. So if I'm coming for vitamin or even hormonal, thinking that that might be it, perhaps in conversations with my practitioner, we might discover that, you know, I would benefit from some mental health uh, treatments or that sort of thing. So whether I'm kind of side-dooring it or I'm really there for one thing, then I can open up to the idea, this is my community. I feel safe. I feel welcome here. I'm well cared for. And now I'm willing to give this a try because this this thing, this this anxiety or this depression or whatever, this has been part of my life since I was 12. Not, of course, speaking from personal experience. Yes, I actually am. <laughs> um, I can address it. Yes. And I'm in and I'm in good and capable hands. And it's holistic. So we're not ignoring any part of my life. It's really looking at everything uh, that makes up me. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. When you were little girls, what did you think you would be doing at this stage in your life? Do you, did you have, was this what you had in mind? <laughs> Likely not. No. Melissa, <laughs> how about for you? When you were little, do you remember what you wanted to grow up to do? Was it real estate? It wasn't. It was um, marine biologist. <laughs> that was always the thing that but I wanted to do. the biology comes into play here. I guess so. Yeah. 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 yeah but no, I, I definitely didn't imagine when I got my real estate license and started that business, I realized that being a business owner is something that I wanted to do. And and I found that niche that I just really loved until I started doing this. Now I'm, I pr- pretty much live at the office, so I don't really do much real estate anymore yeah. just because I've found this to be so much more rewarding and I just love the patients and I try to deal, I try to be face-to-face with the patients as much as oh, I can. Oh, you do, even in your role. I do. Um, I used to be a lot more and I really do miss it a lot of the time because now I'm I'm really focused just on the business part. We have so much staff that managing we don't, all that. Yeah, we don't. We're not really the face mm-hmm. anymore. We're kind of in the back, but we do have patients that have been with us since the beginning that I'll see all the time in the hall or yeah. whatever. And so it's kind of nice to have that relationship. Very good. Yeah, I was gonna say one thing. I have to say before I forget that she just said was when when it was just us. So Erica has always been there with us since the beginning, um, doing you know helping us with um, you know the whole the business and the money aspect and all of that. Um, Eric, uh, Melissa and I um, lived there and was we're doing it together. And we were saying how the other day where when we were we're now in the growing pains of it, right? Um, and and where we're like, but when we when we get staff like. How are they? How are we gonna know that they're gonna like care about it as much as we do? Like that was a huge control thing for us, oh, right? Yes. Like they're they're not gonna love the patients as much as we do, they right? Do, though. And we were just saying the other day, she she was telling our team about like how incredibly grateful we are because they are just remarkable people that have just kind of fallen in our laps too. Mm-hmm. It's like the the planets aligned with that also. And uh, amazing nurses, you know, um, amazing practitioners, amazing uh, medical assistants that are nursing students. Uh, just so many incredible people that have have um, helped us be successful and become the the faces of the of our vision and our love. And they've really uh, they've really taken that. So that mm-hmm. you can focus on growth and yeah. business management and, and 
all that aspect while others are caring for your patients, but mm-hmm. not feeling like anything's lost on you. Daryl, my producer, who's here with us today, has been with us in June, June 7th, I think. It'll be a full year. And the same thing. This is my first full-time employee, and I'm not here often anymore unless I'm doing a show. And my clients love him more than they love me, <laughs> which is a great thing, right? I mean, yeah. I... That's what you want. Well, of course, it's what I want, right? Mm-hmm. So the, the pride that he has and the 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 joy for the success that we have is everything. So kudos to you. And and you're quite a bit larger than I am. It's just Daryl and I, but that's great to hear. So when you were young, what did you hope? Did you want to be a nurse? Yes. Yeah. There's pictures of me when I was like five wearing nurse outfits. I I must, I just was born knowing that's what I wanted um, to do. It's the only profession I've ever done. I went straight out of high school, right into it, um, being a CNA and going to nursing school. Um, so it's always what I wanted to do. Owning a business? No. Um, my dad owned a business when I was a kid, and I remember thinking he was crazy. The challenges that was faced with that, but it's like as I evolved and got older and was like, well, if I, if I had a business, I could do things the way I really felt uh-huh. strongly about. And so, yeah, I think I'm right where I, where I wanted to be. So good. Mm. And how about you? I had no clue. I still don't know what I want to do. (laughs) And and how great is it? We finally can accept the fact that we don't have to know. We can keep ebbing and flowing and figuring it out. Exactly. I mean, I knew that, I mean, ever since I was before working, legal working age, I knew that I wanted to work and I wanted to, you know, make money and that kind of stuff. And ever since I was 16, I always carried at least two jobs and I liked to kind of have my hands in different pots. And that's kind of what I do now. I, I don't know. I my attention for careers is kind of like I want to do this one, and I want to do that one, and I want to do this. Like even the three things I'm in now, I'm in completely different industries. Are you really doing three different things? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So She's my, an overachiever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So right. my full time <laughs> job is I'm the director of sales for a local document management company called ICM Document Solutions. Uh-huh. We do scanning and document management software solutions. Um, and then for the past eleven ish years. I've owned a kids resale store in Gilbert called Kid to Kid, where we buy and sell. How about that? Sure. Yeah. So, and then, you know, for the past three years, being part of this and partly because of the clinic, but partly because of just focusing on my own wellness over the last few years, I've really gotten passionate about the nutritional aspect of things. So I am debating, do I want to go back and, you know, learn the true medical reasoning behind why this particular food helps you when you're deficient here. and It's and fascinating, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I, th- probably the last maybe six years, but more so seriously the last three years. I've gotten really serious about taking care of myself nutritionally and mm-hmm. the difference that it makes yeah. is mm-hmm. phenomenal. And now I, I used to be a, a self-proclaimed fast food junkie. I still do like an occasional, you know, McDonald's fry <laughs> or the whole bag. However... The difference it makes when I'm eating healthy. I just hosted yes. a women's retreat called Calling Her Back. And I I got to share all the nutritional things that I've learned and and prepare meals for everybody and talk about how important nutrition is. I don't have a background. It was just my own experience. So like you, I'm like, gosh, if I were able to go back to school and continue growing and learning, it, it would likely be in that area. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kid to kid. How about that? I didn't know that. That's fascinating. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so as you've become partners in this particular business, and some of you have owned businesses before, what advice would you have for somebody starting out or for a team starting out? Because it's, it, I think it's slightly different between a solopreneur like myself. I have had other businesses with partners, and this one I came in going, I'll never have a partner mm-hmm. again, but you give me hope. So any just 
business advice as as a startup? What would you what would you recommend that people focus on or keep in mind as they launch their business? For for me, I would have to say, um, like you said, you were decided to be a solopreneur, and from from me personally, I might have been like I said, this perfect timing for me, but I, I would have not been able to have executed this without business partners that would, you know, be what I can't be, right? And or to let me have my visions and my dreams, but then help me reel it in. Like, so yeah. I, have, I, I have all these visions of grandeur, but I know that they can ground me and say, okay, well, how about we do this? Like, Erica's got the like, how about we do a five-year plan, Cammie? You know, like, so I'm like, and I'm like, yeah, I appreciate that. And and Melissa's like, quit adding things, one thing at a time, you know? So it's, so for me, it's like, that. that's what my advice would be, is if you feel like you have a passion about something, but you're like, there's just no way I can execute this all on my own, then know your strengths and know um, the strengths of others that you, that you can ask for help because, then like the sky's the limit. Yeah. I love that you opened with that and you close with that because it's critical. You know what your strengths are. Mm -hmm. Find people who you trust uh, that can bring a strength that you may, it might be your weakness or your blind spot. Absolutely. Yeah. How about from either of you, anything else you'd like to add to that? Yeah, I would say um, early on, determine what your, your purpose and your why is and keep referring back to it, right? Anytime you want to add something, change something, remove something from the business, go back to your why. Does it fit your why, What you're, what, who you are as an entity, right? And the other, of course, from the business side of things, don't ignore your numbers because if you run out of money, you run out of business. Yes. Um, and, you know, you oftentimes will see that with businesses, they're not focused on really what's going on, <clears throat> you know, with their, their money and their cash flow and their profitability. And that's how they end up out of business because they run out of it. Mm-hmm. I think of Joe Puz, uh, who's been with me for five years at the studio. Uh, he has his show, Project Management Office Hours. And he's always talked about the why and the purpose and the core values. Keep using that as your lighthouse and your benchmark to keep going back to. And of course, the, the money piece is critical because if you're not making money, you're not really a business. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, none of us are going to be Elon Musk off of this. Mm, but, yeah, but, but is that your desire anyway, right? <laughs> no. That's okay. Yes. At, and at the so. same time, creating a legacy and having, having something to you know, making the world a better place mm-hmm. when we when we leave it, and also providing and and having a good life for yourself is is uh, I think part of why we're in business. Melissa, how about you? Any last? Uh, I would thoughts? say um, I definitely agree with Cami. You know, definitely props to her for finding you know people that I just feel like this team is amazing. Like we send stuff to Erica, like money stuff, and she comes up with all these P and Ls and stuff. And I'm thinking to myself, oh my gosh, I would just never be able Thank to God do that. Someone's doing it. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then Cammy's, you know, she's going back to school and and will be done in the spring. And so she's doing that. And I just feel like we've grown so much as a as a company. But I think passion is a huge thing. Like you find something you're passionate about. And I love going to the office every day. So that's a that's a big thing, I think. I love, you know, love your love job, you love what you do. I think that's the that's the key. Yeah, and love on your people, clearly. Yeah, spread you, the positivity if you can. Yeah. yeah. Show the love. <laughs> so good. So you've recently rebranded to Renew Wellness. Mm-hmm. Currently, uh, well, it, or is it, can we look up Renew Wellness and that's the website? Yeah, there is. Renew Infusions, Renew Wellness, for sure. AZ. Yeah. Oh, okay. Renew, Renew, I'll get you to Renew Infusions AZ. for yeah. now. Yeah, renewinfusions.com mm-hmm. or Renew 
wellnessaz.com. Also on social media? Yes. Where do we find you? Facebook. Yeah, Facebook, Instagram. And Instagram. Instagram. Okay. We have a YouTube channel. And are each we of just, you on LinkedIn as well? Mm-hmm. Very good. Renew Infusions is, yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm excited to come and visit you, uh, not only as a visitor, but also a patient. I'm, I'm very much looking. And then we'll have maybe, I don't know how many months, but maybe three three months, we'll come back and we'll talk about my, I'll be a case study. Be awesome. <laughs> I would love it, really. Yes, that would be awesome. uh, And then again, a shout out to Heather Johnson, who yes. uh, was just so sweet to, uh, we were dropping our boys off at a summer camp and she was talking about a treatment that she had. And I'm like, oh, I need to know that she said it's a women-owned business. I was like, I need to know these ladies. So thank you for that introduction yes. and your willingness to come and, and play with us. Uh, it's been great to have you here. We, again, have spent the hour with Renew Wellness or Renew Infusions in Gilbert. Fantastic opportunity for you to take care of your whole health care, uh, including mental health, which is often overlooked. You've been listening to Phoenix Business Radio, broadcasting live from the Max 6 Entrepreneur Center right here in Tempe, Arizona. Some media leans left, some lean right, and we lean business. Until next time, I'm Karen Nowicki. Thanks for listening. 